Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Praise God. Romans chapter 5 is where we will begin uh, this evening. And this is actually part three of an ongoing teaching concerning the favor of God, access in to the favor of God. And Romans chapter 5 speaks of this access, and it is our um, foundation scripture. Verse 2, Romans 5 and verse 2. It says, By whom also, speaking of Jesus, by Jesus, by the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also... We have access by faith into this grace. We have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So we see this phrase has been our emphasis, access into this grace by faith. Faith is the access point or the entry point. So we've got to believe in the favor of God to be able to receive it. We've got to believe that that favor is available for us, for us to enter into it and for it to enter into our life. We access favor by faith. We enter into favor by building our faith with Scripture, using Scripture to build our faith using scripture to show us why we should expect the favor of God in the situations we encounter on a daily basis. The Weiss translation says it's our entry into this unmerited favor. It says we have our entry by faith into this unmerited favor. The Amplified says through him also we have our access, our entrance, our introduction by faith into this grace, this state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. I like that as well because it says we stand in favor. We hold our place in favor. Once I get in favor, I'm not moving out of favor. I'm going to stay in the flow of God's favor. And we're going to see that we can increase in that favor of God. The level of favor that's operating in our life, the more that we believe in it, the more that we look for it, the more that we speak about it, the more that we give it activity in our life, the more we're going to see it operating in our life. And so uh, personally, this has impacted my life so much because I was in my office in the Kansas campus one day years ago Uh, This was um, a number of years ago before we had even uh, uh, been uh, instructed to begin the ministry here. So that tells you how long ago it was. It it would have had to been eight or more years ago. And so the, the... situations that were going on there there was a, a lot of, of difficulties and, and different things we were encountering and I was in the office and I had Jerry Savelle playing on 
my uh, podcast and I was just listening to him ministering and all of the sudden the Holy Spirit arrested my attention as Dr. Savell said these words. He, and it was, it was one of those times when the Holy Spirit was speaking through his voice to me and he arrested my attention and I stopped and I rewound it and listened to it again and again and again and again and ended up writing it out in my journal and it has been speaking to me ever since. This is what he said. He said, don't quit now. If you quit now, you are going to miss out on manifestations of the favor of God like you have never experienced before. Manifestations of the favor of God like you have never experienced before. And so I began to look up the word favor and I went to just a Webster's Dictionary and um, started looking up this word favor. And these are some of the definitions. The first definition that I found was the word support. That favor means God will support you. He will support you. And I even looked up the word support to give me a clarity. And it means to bear or hold up. So God's favor will bear you up or hold you up in an adverse situation. God's favor will sustain you. That's another definition of that word support. Sustain you. God's favor has a sustaining power. And another definition means to maintain by supply. To maintain by supply. So the favor of God will maintain us by supply. And I can, uh, uh, right away I started thinking of examples. And the, the one that, that came to me was the Israelites as they were coming out of Egypt. How they came out. It says that God showed them favor. And in one night they inherited the wealth of Egypt. They were slaves who had nothing to their name. They had no income. They had no possessions of their own. But when God brought them out of Egypt... He said to them, you go tell them to require. Now, in the King James, it uses the word lend. Ask them, to, tell them to, to uh, borrow, to borrow. But in the original Hebrew, it's one of the definitions of that original word is require. Have them require of the Egyptians. So they walked up to the people that were their slave masters and they said, I would like to have your finest gold rings and can I also have your brand new suits and uh, you know those $400 shoes you got in your closet I want those too and the Egyptians said sure you know that was God it said they gladly gave it to them they gladly gave it it because God showed favor so favor was the supernatural force that moved in that situation for people to give things. They didn't even know why they were given what they were giving. But they gave away their wealth. Willingly gave away their wealth because of the favor of God that moved in that situation. 
Another definition of the word favor means to endorse. To endorse. And the scripture reference that I gave you that uh, came to my mind was the story of Ruth from Ruth chapter 2 and verse 10. And we know that she went, uh, she was taking care of her mother-in-law, Naomi, and followed Naomi back to her homeland and uh, went out to, to walk behind the people who were gathering the harvest because it was a rule in that day that anyone who was poor could have what was on the outer part. They left the outer part of the field for the poor. And so Ruth just went out there to get the leftovers and Boaz came along and said, who is she? And they said, that's the woman who's taking care of Naomi. And he said, leave her handfuls on purpose. And she was following along to get the leftovers and all of a sudden there's handfuls of leftovers purposefully. And she went to ask him, you know, what have I done to find this grace, this favor in your sight? And he told her to, that she was welcome to come, that he would make sure nobody bothered her, that she could, she could get water and food off of the wagons that were for his, his uh, uh, workers. And she said, what have I done to get this favor? And ended up owning the field that she was working in because of the favor of God and becoming listed in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ as a great, 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 great grandmother, right? Because of the favor of God. So God endorsed her. God endorsed her. Another definition I found was to make easier. To make easier. And favor will make it easier for us. Psalm chapter 30 verse 7 was the one we looked at for that. And, and uh, I'll just quickly turn to it. Psalm 30 and verse 7. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain to stand strong. You did hide your face and I was troubled. So he said, by your favor, you have have settled strength for my mountain, is what the center column reference says. You have made my, fa my mountain to stand strong by your favor. So, so God made that easier for him, didn't it? Didn't he? He made it easier. And then uh, another definition, and this is one that we would probably go to first if we were going to define it ourselves, to provide with advantages. Someone who is favored has, a, has been provided advantages. And Psalm 5.12 says that he surrounds us with favor like a shield. And that's a condition that's favorable to our success. He has surrounded us with favor like a shield. And then finally, the definition that, I, uh, that was given in the dictionary said to show special privileges to show special privileges. And that's the purpose of the favor of God. Psalm 41.11 was the scripture reference I have for that. By this I know that you favor me because my enemy does not triumph over me. Amen. Praise God. Amen. That's a special privilege. My enemy does not triumph over me. Yeah. Praise God. So these flows of God's favor... We access them by faith. 
And last week we went on a little bit of a different avenue. We talked about how the favor of God is the ability of God to help us in a situation. And when God said to the Apostle Paul, he said to him, my grace is sufficient. A lot of people have, have looked at that from a religious mindset and they assumed that God said, you know, just tie the knot at the end of the rope and hang on and just go, just my grace will help you hold on and my grace will help you suffer through this, Paul. But we went through and we untied a lot of religious knots that were in uh, uh, that, that text and we, uh, we covered a lot of ground. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. But he, the grace is the ability of God. So God was saying, my grace, my ability is what you need to use in this situation. And when you run out of your ability, my grace is made available to you. My ability is available to you. And that's why Paul said, I will glory when I come to the end of my ability because that's when God's ability can have its full expression in my life. Amen? Amen. And uh, today I want to go in a, a different avenue. I want us to look a little bit more about the... Um, I, I want us to look about the covenant aspect of favor because that's really the groundwork for why I have it. We've, we've talked a lot about... Uh, Jesus being the fullness of the favor, but the, the origination, Jesus fulfilled what was originated in the Abrahamic covenant. So let's go all the way back to Genesis and let's look at chapter 12 and we'll start in verse, um, we'll go ahead and start in verse 1, might as well, Genesis 12, 1 through 3 or 1 and 2 maybe. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Now we have to think covenant thoughts. We have to think covenant mindset when we begin to interact with this relationship that God established with Abraham. God is a covenant God who keeps covenant to a thousand generations. He establishes covenant because it is an interaction between God and man that Satan cannot um, uh, interrupt if, as long as we're keeping the covenant, as long as we are interacting with that covenant. Our part of the covenant is faith. God has been the one who has established the provisions of the covenant. He said, I want to read the Amplified of verse 2. He said, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. I'll bless you with abundant increase of favors. So to say in the King James, I will bless you a lot of times people don't give the full thought of what God was, was indicating when he said, I will bless you. He's saying, I will bless you. And this is what the blessing contains. The blessing contains an abundant increase of the force of favor. My favors available to you throughout your life. Amen. 
I will bless you with abundant increase of favors and make your, your name famous and distinguished and you will be a blessing dispensing good to others. You will be a blessing dispensing good to others. So for you to be able to dispense good, you have to receive the good. So you need to, you need to receive the abundant increase of favors for you to be able to fulfill the latter part of that being a blessing, dispensing good to others. Now, Galatians 3 and verse 29, and I'm going to quote this from the Amplified as well, says, if you belong to Christ, if you are in him who is Abraham's seed, then you are Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to the promise. And what is the promise? I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. And if you wonder if that's the promise or not, it's also stated in Hebrews chapter 6 what the promise is. He, he, he again identifies us as the heirs in Hebrews chapter 6 and, and states the promise as it came out of God's mouth. Verse 13, for when God made promise to Abraham... Because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. That's the promise. And you have inherited it. It is yours by inheritance. It is, it is, it is in your inheritance account. So if you want to, when it says that, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened so that you can know the riches of the glory of the inheritance, the inheritance is the blessing. The inheritance is the abundant increase of favors that are contained in the blessing. And I thought this was interesting. I was listening to Dr. Savell uh, recently, and it's actually something that he had taught previously not not what he's teaching right now which is still really good but something that he had taught a few years back and he was teaching and he said as uh, he was teaching in a certain city he was actually in the hotel preparing beforehand and the Lord said this to him he said uh, the blessing is the empowerment to prosper right we know that the blessing means empowered to prosper I'm blessed and then he said, the favor produces the opportunities to make it happen. So what's the difference between the blessing and the favor? The blessing empowers me to prosper. But the favor provides the opportunities to make it happen. And he used an interesting illustration. He said in his uh, area there around the Fort Worth area, there are different restaurants where people can go in and eat and the waitresses will do karaoke during different sessions, right? And there was a young lady who was uh, doing karaoke in one of those local restaurants uh, and had quite a talent, but she was waiting tables in a restaurant, you know, just a little cafe there in the area around uh, Fort Worth. She didn't have the opportunities. But one day the opportunity came and Kelly Clarkson became a nationally known vocalist because she had opportunity. She had the power to sing the whole time, but 
until the opportunity came, she was just waiting tables and singing karaoke in between delivering the food, right? And so when we bring the, the favor of God and our faith to the favor of God to connect with the blessing that is upon our life, it allows us to experience that force of God's favor in a greater measure. And that's what we want because favor is not just good things happening to you. It's the force that causes those good things to happen. And so we want the force to have its work because you can't, you can't fulfill the full, complete plan of God for your life just in your power. We need His favor to do it. We, if we could do it on our own, we wouldn't need Him to do it. He wants us to need Him to do it. And so He says, you just be willing and I'll provide the favor. You just believe me and I'll provide the, the blessing. Amen? So that's what we're, we're looking at. But the enemy wants you to forget about this covenant aspect. He wants you to get your focus over on the issue. Look over at Psalm 102. Psalm 102, and we'll begin in verse 3. Because uh, often people don't recognize the intent behind an attack. The intent behind the attack is to get us off the word, to get us focused on something besides our covenant God our miracle-working God, our God who's more than enough, our El Shaddai, amen, to get our mind off of, of, of Him and get our mind focused over there on the problem. That's what we see here in Psalm 102. We'll begin in verse 3. For my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burned as an hearth, and my heart is smitten and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. By reason of the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. I am like a pelican of the wilderness. I'm like an owl of the desert. I watch and I am as a sparrow alone upon the housetop. Gloom, despair, agony off me. Oh, can you, it's a hee-haw. You got to know hee-haw, right? Okay. Deep, dark depression. That. Can you hear it right here in David? Is this David? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, mine enemies reproach me all the day, and they that are mad against me are all sworn against me. I think this person is focused on the problem. Focused on the problem. And as long as they're focused on the problem, they're not looking for the solution. There's no answer in the problem. And so rehearsing the problem doesn't cause an answer to come and I, I think about an illustration that brother copeland has used from years and years back i think actually uh, i've heard brother keith moore use it too i'm not sure which one it started with because sometimes brother copeland preaches brother keith and so uh the the illustration is this if you sit down at the file cabinet and you go through that file cabinet from the front 
all the way to the back and you're searching through every file and that and then you can't find what you're looking for so you stop and you at the back you start and you go to the front and you look through it all and you say I, I can't find it so you begin pulling all those files one by one out of that file cabinet looking through it and you stack them up on the floor and you say I still didn't find it so I'm going to look back through it again eventually you're going to come to the realization it's not there so to continually go to the problem and rehearse the problem and think about the problem and focus on the problem, the answer's not in the problem. The answer is with God in His Word. And so when the attack comes, we have to bring out the answer book. There's not a test you're going to face that you don't have the open book answers. You don't have to face any, any test. With the book closed. You don't, this is, listen. I've heard people say it, but I can't find it in scripture. And I've heard people say, well, when, 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 when the test is going on, the teacher is silent. Not the Holy Spirit. He tells me things to come. I can't find that in the scripture where God gets silent when we go through tests. He's, he says, just open the book. Just open the book. Open the book. The answer's in the book. There is no required test that the book is closed. Amen. Amen. With every temptation, God provides the way to escape it. And the way is found in his word. In the leading of his Holy Spirit. So bringing our focus back to the word and considering the covenant with God is going to produce a, a change in the perception. Let's continue. Let's look at verse 9. I have eaten ashes like bread and mingled my drink with weeping because of thine indignation and thy wrath, for you have lifted me up and cast me down. My days are like a shadow that declines and I am withered like grass. But you, O Lord, shall endure forever and your remembrance unto all generations. You shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the set time to favor her. Yes, the set time. And that word means the moment designated, the Amplified says. The moment designated is come. Finally, he turned his focus away to how it was making him feel. How, how the, the difficulty was, was heavy and weighty. And he started thinking about God and how God will arise. And that set time for the favor of God, he begins thinking about this covenant. This, thy remembrance unto all generations is a reference to God keeps covenant to a thousand generations and he remembers his covenant and when he began to think about the covenant keeping a, a character of God it caused him to begin to focus on the favor of God and that's what we've got to do in the middle of situations and circumstances we've got to train our response you know first responders always have a first time that they pull up on a certain kind of, of uh, emergency call. 
Think about the first time that a police officer has to pull up to where a bank robbery is in pro progress. Think about the first time that a paramedic has to pull up to uh, someone who is in cardiac arrest. They don't have time to think about, oh my gosh, what do I do? They have already trained and they rely on the training that they have prepared for this moment. And when that situation, in the moment, in that heat of the moment, you might say, they revert back to what they've trained to do. And that's why we as believers have to train for the favor of God. We have to train our response not to be hysteria, not to be, not to, to be a yielding to the flesh, not to be a response of re resorting to mental answers or previous experience. Some of the worst things that we could do is previous experience. What we've done in the past because it didn't help us the first time. So we've got to say, wait a minute, from now on when situations happen, I need to rejoice. Rejoice is always an option. Uh, I need to uh, declare the word. I need to uh, just openly remind myself of how many times God's brought me out before and that God will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. You need to have some of those things on standby so that in a difficult moment, you've got a rehearsed response of covenant and resorting to the covenant because the enemy, do y'all know? that when the storm stopped, when Peter got back in the boat, the storm stopped? Yeah. It didn't say Jesus stopped the storm either. It, it, Peter got back in the boat and pfft, the storm was over. And he could have kept walking on the water. <laughs> A lot of times the adversity continues because it's working against us. Yeah. If it's working, the enemy says, oh good, it's working. It's working, but if, if all of a sudden it's not working anymore, the word is working, he's like, oh, okay, let's try something else. <laughs> this isn't working. Let's try another tactic. Let's try another attack. They've got their favor gone. they got their favor working for them. They're out there declaring the favor of God. Psalm chapter 44 and verse 3. says, they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arm save them, but your right hand and your arm and the light of your countenance because you had favor unto them. Because you had favor unto them. So this victory and this progress and this possession of land and expansion of land came because of the favor of God. God's favor will enable us to attain victory. In the middle of the situation, it's the favor of God on our side. Hallelujah. It's the favor of God working for us, that preferential treatment, that advantage for our life. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1 tells us we need to expect favor. We need to look for it. So if you're expecting, if a person is expecting the pizza, they get the, they, they, they ordered the pizza, right? And now they're expecting it to come. They don't go jump in the shower. 
You're going to go jump in the shower and the pizza delivery man's going to, you get your app out and you got like the Papa John's app and you're like, I'm watching the map and I can tell what street they're on and how close they are to my house, right? I've got the paper plates because I don't want to have to wash dishes if I'm doing takeout pizza, hallelujah, right? And I got the paper plates out. I got some napkins out. We're ready with whatever we're going to be, water, drink, whatever. And so I'm, I'm getting things ready. I'm preparing. I'm expecting a delivery. Amen. I'm expecting. I'm looking for it. And so 1 Peter, let's look at uh, 1 Peter 1 and verse 13 because it says that we need to be, we found out now all about this favor and that we need it. And God give us, uh, God has given us a full supply in Christ. And so he says, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. And that's talking about that, that part of your imagination that's creative, that causes you to look beyond the limitations and see all the possibilities of what God can do in your life. That's talking about where you birth ideas and where you give birth to, to plans and, and the purposes of God. And you see how God can, can work in that situation. Gird up. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the favor, the grace that is to be brought to you. Hope for it. Look for it. Expect it. The Amplified said... Set your hope wholly and unchangeably. I like that. Set your hope unchangeably, whole, completely and unchangeably on the favor, on the grace, the divine favor that is coming to you when Christ Jesus is revealed. The, the Amplified, the New Amplified says, fix your hope completely on the favor of God. Fix it. The Message Bible says, be totally ready to receive the gift. I mean, that's like, I've got the door open waiting for the pizza delivery man. i got the door open. Why? Because I saw him coming down the street on my app. I like that app. That's a cool app. I mean, you really can see him right there. And the Bible in basic English says, hoping with all your power for the grace. Hoping with all your power for this grace, this favor of God. And then finally, God's word translation says, place your confidence completely in what God's kindness will bring you. <laughs> place your confidence completely. Favor's working for me. Y'all know the first installment we did on this, the first night that we taught it, we had that big storm. And... Uh, we, it, it was uh, in some parts, I didn't get a whole lot in, in our area, but I know where Kim and Richard live, it, there was a really bad windstorm out in their area. And when they pulled up in their driveway that night, there was a, a large tree that had landed on two of their vehicles and part of their garage. Am I correct? And you, if you remember that first night, I said... If, if something, an adversity happens to you, start declaring that favor like Zechariah said, grace to the mountain, speak to that situation and command the favor of God from at the beginning. Just set the course from the beginning. 
Well, at 10 o'clock that night, I get a picture from Kim of the tree laid across their vehicles. And she, in, in caps, all caps letters, she's got favor. <laughs> she was declaring favor from the beginning. And I want you to know what, what looked like an adverse situation, the favor of God has continually worked. And they're going to end up, it, can, I, can I get a witness? Am I right? Am I, I'm not exaggerating. They're going to end up better off because, because, not because of the storm, but because of God's favor to come to the rescue and turn it for their advantage and cause... Uh, the, the situation that was meant for destruction in their life, it, the favor of God has come and brought not only restoration, but brought better into their life. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. And so we've got to expect that to happen for us all the time. We've got to expect it because God needs us to have this favor flowing in our life. He needs us to have it constantly at work in our life. So he says, place your confidence completely in it. Be totally ready to receive it. Hope with all your power for it. Fix your hope completely on it. Set your hope. Fix your hope. And so that means that expectation. I need to have that expectation anchored anchored on, on, on favors coming. I need to be looking for it. I need to be expecting it in situations. When I go into to situations, I need to expect, I'm going to come out of this good. I'm going to come out of this with favor. Amen? Looking for it. with that, It's almost like uh, turning that dial over and just, just leaving it dialed up on favor. Expectation. I'm, I'm, I'm receiving it. And so this expectation Expect to be blessed. Expect to be highly favored. Expect God to turn that situation for your good. It says in Romans chapter 4 and verse 18 that Abraham against hope believed in hope. There were a lot of adverse uh, uh, evidences telling him his, his physical body was displaying all of the evidence that there was no hope for him to be the father of many nations. But he did not let the natural uh, evidences of hope or lack of hope be the basis. He believed and expected. He believed in, in hope. He believed in what God had said and began to expect to be the father of many nations even though there was nothing in his body telling him it was working. There was no evidence in the natural for him to have any hope, but he got hope out of God's word and began to expect to be the father of many nations. Amen? Philippians chapter 1. Let's look at verses 19 and 20. Philippians 1, 19. For I know, that's confident, isn't it? For I know that this shall turn to my salvation. I know that this shall turn to my rescue. I know that this will turn to my benefit. I know it. I know it. 
It will turn through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and my hope. So that was his part. That's our part too. Earnest expectation and hope. Hope is a necessary element of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith doesn't have anything to work on if you're not expecting something. And faith is the access to favor. We have access by faith. We have access into the favor. But if you're not expecting it, what's faith going to lead you into? Amen? Amen. So hope is a necessary element. Hope is the dial setter. Hope is the goal setter. Hope is the thermostat on the wall that I set on what I want. The thermostat isn't making it cooler in here. Some of y'all with the blankets around you wish it wouldn't, right? <laughs> but I feel fine. No, uh, the, the, the thermostat on the wall is not generating the air. But it's telling the air conditioner what to do. It's setting the goal for the air conditioner of what to bring into the room. And your hope sets the goal for faith to what to bring into your life. So if you're not expecting favor, faith can't bring it to you. If you're not expecting that God's going to work on my behalf, God is supporting me. He will maintain me by supply. God will make a way for me where there doesn't seem to be a way. He'll make a way in the wilderness if he has to. He can make water run out in the desert. And I've got a better covenant. Amen? I'm expecting it. I'm expecting it, and that expectation sets the thermostat for what faith is going to bring into my life. And, and so he says that my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. That's what I expect. Amen. I won't be ashamed. I'm not going to be left undone in this situation. I'm not going to be left out in the cold. I'm not going to be left without help. I know the Lord, he'll make a way for me. I, I'm, my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So his earnest expectation and his hope. Earnest is a word that in the original language means uh, in the sense of watching. In other words, he was looking for it. I'm watching for it. Like watching the app for the, the delivery, pizza delivery driver. Or someone who's standing at a bus and knows the bus is going to be here any minute. We're looking for it. Every expectation we have about our future and God's blessing is based on the Word. The things that we're looking for are not pipe dreams. Amen. They're not just, you know, hopeful wishing. We're, we're bringing our expectation because God has said in His Word. And I'm believing it because God said. 
that no weapon formed against me. God said he's my ever-present help. He said I can, I can boldly come to the throne of his favor to receive help. He said that. So I'm expecting that. I'm looking for that. Amen? Psalm 62 in verse 5. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Now, the reason, now I'm talking about pizza, and I'm just going to have to do a poll, see how many people go home and order a pizza. But the reason that you're expecting the pizza to show up is because you called and ordered it. You probably paid for it if you ordered it online, right? And so you're expecting it because there's a reason you're expecting it. The things that we're expecting are because God said he'd do these things for us. We're not expecting something he didn't promise. I cannot expect to win the lottery. God never promised me I could win the lottery. He never gave me a promise that I can own 10,000 oil wells. He made me a promise that he'll prosper me. He made me a promise that he'll multiply uh, uh, my seed sown and he'll bless the work of my hands and he'll always cause me to, he, he takes pleasure in my prosperity. Amen? So that I can take those things that he has said and I can expect that. I can expect that because my expectation is something that he originated. It's established by something he already put in place as his will to do for me. Favoring us is already God's will, what he wants to do in our lives. Amen? Amen. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 23. Paul says, Him therefore I hope to send presently, so soon as I shall see how it will go with me. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. So his expectation was governing his planning. I, it, he said, I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. So, so the things that we're expecting will begin to be evidenced by the plans we make for them. I've got the paper plates. I've got the napkins. Why? Because I'm about to eat. I'm expecting and I'm making plans and I'm making preparations in line with the things that I'm expecting. That's what Paul is saying here. I trust in the Lord, that I also myself shall come shortly from the jail cell with no natural evidence that anything is, is, is different here. And so when we, when we build the expectation, it causes us to see things differently. And, and I want to remind you of something else that Dr. Savell said. He said, he said, 
If I build the expectation of the favor of God, I, he, he found this out to be, he, 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 this is a tried and true working out of this concept. He said, if I will build the expectation of favor, I don't have to fight the fear of failure as much. When the fear of failure comes, it's not effective against me because I have such a strong expectation that God's going to help me. And he was specifically talking about financial endeavors that he was involved in in ministry. And, that, and when the enemy would come and try to fight against his mind that you're not going to get it and it's not going to work, favor what became a shield to him. Favor became a, a defense to him to, to ward off that attack of the fear of failure. This expectation puts us in a different mindset. Puts us not like that psalmist that we were reading earlier from Psalms that was talking about eating ashes and, and drinking their tears and, and their, their bones and all the sorrow and the, whoo, have mercy. No, instead, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expect that God's going to make a way. I'm going to expect God can turn this around. I'm not going to fret about it. I'm not going to worry about it. But I can start talking about how God's made a way for me in the past. And he'll do it again. Oh, yes, he will. He'll do it again. Hallelujah. So that expectation is a, a defense as we expect the, the favor of God to work for us. We're going to close with Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, because this reveals to us that there's not an end to the favor that God's going to bestow upon us for ages to come. Ephesians 2, and I'm going to read from the Amplified verse 7. He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable limitless, surpassing riches of His free grace, His unmerited favor in His kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Jesus Christ. For ages to come, God is so favorable to us, it will, it will take eternity for Him to demonstrate how favorable He is to us. We can expect this. But he doesn't want to wait until eternity, until time is no more. He wants to begin exhibiting his favor to you right here where it can benefit you. Right here in this day and age where it can work to your advantage. Where, where you can turn around and your mouth hanging wide open and say, that was the favor of God. I do not know how that just happened. That was the favor of God. Like those Israelites who came out with the wealth of the nation and, and, and two days before they didn't own anything and now they've got all of the riches and they're packing it out of the city and they're saying, I don't know how this happened. This was the favor of God. Yeah. Amen? Amen? God wants to begin to work in our lives with his favor. Hallelujah. Father, we believe you for the favor. We ask you to stir us with a remembrance 
to maintain that expectation, Lord, that we will turn our expector to continually look for your favor in a circumstance, not just for us to receive material goods, Father, but that in the receiving of the material goods, we would be established in the blessing to be a blessing. Father, we need your favor in this local church family to do what you've called us to do in this city. We recognize, Father, that we need favor with our community. Lord, I ask you to turn the hearts of the people, the families, the moms, the dads, the children, the youth of this community, that they would be favorable to this church family, that they would look and say, I need to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. Father, that your favor would begin to, you said for the church in the book of Acts that great grace was upon them. Father, we, we expect and desire that great grace to operate for us so that we can reach people for the gospel, for the kingdom, to be saved. Thank you, Lord. We desire that favor. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Favor to be received by our community. Favor to be received by the Hispanic families in this community. Favor to be received, Father, by those people who need their lives put back together, who need a, a church family, who need a shepherd, hurt sheep, Father, who have been disconnected from church families. We ask you to draw them here. We ask you to draw them here, Father. Draw them by your favor. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Favor for the victory. That's what God wants to do in our lives. Amen. Stand with me to your feet. Have you received from the word tonight?